Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Stand Up and Marvel. Today, we're talking about the fourth episode of Miss Marvel. This is our complete breakdown and thoughts on the episode, so there will be spoilers. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, let's do a quick recap of the episode here. So the episode starts with Kamala and her mom flying to Karachi. They arrive at the airport. They're greeted by grandma and the cousins. Kamala and her cousins go around town for a while. Kamala bribes a guy for some reason. I honestly think that's an Indian cultural thing. I'm not totally sure. Um, but anyway, she <laughs> bribes him for directions to the train station. She gets there. She meets a guy named Kareem, who's uh, the equivalent of like Red Dagger from the comics, even though they changed it up a little bit. Anyway, they meet. They go to the uh, <clears throat> Red Dagger's headquarters. And then we learn about the Jin universe. And it seems like there might be some incursion coming so that's definitely going to be tied into the events of the multiverse of madness at some point then the djinn break out of the supermax prison pretty easily <laughs> kamala gets yeah. a new costume <laughs> kamala gets a new costume the djinn invade the red daggers headquarters uh there's a big chase scene culminating in a fight with kamala the red daggers and the djinn the fight ends with najma uh who was kamran's mom uh, she tries to stab Kamala, but misses and stabs the bangle instead. And then Kamala is sent back in time to 1947 during the partition. That's pretty much the whole episode. There's some other stuff that happens in there, but that's all the big things, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't consider her bribing him because he was trying to get money off of her for taking the picture. So she kind of took advantage of an opportunity to say, I'll give you this money for this photo, but... Can you tell me? Which I guess still kind of is bribing, but well, yeah, that's I mean, definitely bribing. Because if I was, was in that situation, I'd be like, "No thanks." And then I'd walk to the next person and I'd say, "Hey, can you give me directions without yeah. offering money?" Yeah. Well, know? yeah, I but, mean, I mean, I, I, I think I've the, worked with some people from India. I, I'm probably wrong, but I, I think that's like a cultural thing. It's haggling. Um, it's more yeah, haggling that she did because, like, she, he was trying to sell her a photo for fifteen hundred rupees, and she's like, "Well, like." If she could, she could have been like, I'm not going to buy it. And he would have been like trying to haggle with her. But she was like, you know what? Instead, I'll pay you 1,500 rupees if you can give me directions uh-huh. plus the photo. <laughs> and so uh-huh. it was more haggling that she was doing on her end there, which uh-huh. I thought was great. I thought it was great, uh-huh. especially when she realized that it wasn't worth the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was good. But, um, I, I, I guess I'll take it. Um, overall, um, I actually didn't enjoy this episode as much as the other ones. Um, I was thinking about it throughout the day as much as I could. And I felt like this episode, the energy wasn't as much there as they were in the first few episodes. Also, we got to keep in mind, we lost like a great portion of the cast in this one because, you know, they're in they're in a different country and all that. We were introduced to new characters. There was some development on the front of her family and her great her grandmother, her great grandmother, and her. Uh, but overall, I feel like you know, yeah, things happened, but not much happened at the same time. Um, I, I I wasn't as you know energized as I was uh, the previous ones. Um, I felt like everyone was kind of exhausted. I felt the energy in this episode. We're at the midpoint of the season. You know, we got two more to go. Um, they're really trying to set it up for the final two, which I respect. And I 
admire more than Moon Knight kind of dropping us on that in the second to last episode. I'm glad that was this one instead, you know, episode four, that felt better. Um, but this felt kind of like that one like off pace episode to me, which is to be expected. It's by design. Like, you got to look at what happened, what was discussed. But even the writing, it didn't feel the writing wasn't as memorable and as like punchy. Um, you know, in the moments that should have battered didn't feel as much to me. I didn't, I didn't get as much feeling out of it as I did before. Um, and again, I don't know, I could be totally having shot in the dark, but I feel like I really felt the kind of the exhaustion of the crew and the cast, you know, they're going to a different, uh, country. I think I read they filmed this in Thailand. Um, so, you know, it was a big switch up from the regular production design and everything that was going on in Jersey. Uh, if it was in Jersey, it might've been in Atlanta. They film a lot of things in Atlanta. Um, but you know what I'm getting at the point of driving at just, it just yeah. felt, it just felt not as energetic, uh, as the rest, like kind of, they were trying to bring it down a notch to get ready for the final two. Um, sure. also I'm with Colin. Uh, I didn't care too much for this chase scene. Uh, I thought it was just a little bit, um, you know, I don't think I actually said that, but that is my my normal opinion. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that is his regular opinion. I guess I'm I'm more on Colin's uh, opinion on this one. Um, it didn't really do much for me. It was cool, but it it just yeah, you know it didn't and, hold on to the other chase scenes that we've gotten from Marvel recently. The one from Moon Knight, the one from Hawkeye, both yes. amazing. Yeah, amazing. compared to those two, they just it was fine. But yeah. yeah. And then he grabbed like this flammable canister and like threw it in the water hole and it just did like a little geyser and it was like and every and how it was edited and cut it was like really fast and it just like it all like blink if you miss it almost you know it was like it just felt we like know a movie that's that was made similarly to that <laughs> it was it was just it felt very rushed to get to the setup get to the end of the episode to set up the final two um and yeah you know i'm just gonna be honest i'll always be honest on the podcast it just i, I wasn't crazy about this one as much as i was i was the previous episodes yeah um, but i that kind of agree um i didn't love the overall performances of a lot of the characters i mean i did like the new characters that were introduced mm -hmm. but yeah um as a whole yeah i mean the energy wasn't great i, I agree with that um I did like, you know, the story overall, like how it advanced the story and Kamala's character and everything going on with right. Jin and the other universe partition, all that stuff. Like it did a lot to advance the story. Um, but yeah, I don't know the the chase scene was a yeah. letdown. I did like, I liked the fights, like with the uh, Red Dagger and Kamala when they first met. Yeah. Um, and uh, when they were fighting in the the Red Dagger's HQ with the Jin. Um, so I mean, the fight scenes were pretty good. But yeah, chasing wasn't great, and yeah, the energy wasn't great. So I, I kind of agree with you. How did they get a break out of a freaking triple max prison like that? Super, like super max prison, nobody was following them. <laughs> they were able to dilly dally at the exit, and, and then they just I mean, left them. They're like, See you, dude. so they do have <laughs> yeah. superpowers. So the I mean, brutalness it, it could... of leaving her son behind. Harsh, harsh. That was like yeah. harsh. I was like. <laughs> what the like what is this guy gonna do like you just broke out of this like, i like how the one dude the one dude was just like sorry man and he just <laughs> leaves them i'm just like i was like i like that touch i, I really like the touch where the dude was just like sorry she's yeah, the like, boss like, what, is, what is that kid gonna do like he's not gonna go back into the prison and be like oh sorry guys uh, well i mean me like now he has the me. opportunity to work with work with them and yeah. bring i mean yeah, sure. obviously his, his mom has left him 
So now he he probably feels no allegiance to them right. at this point. So now he can work with Shield and and everything and work with them to to cap recapture them. And he'll probably take like a bargain to recapture them and tell them exactly what they're planning on doing. And I don't think he's doing that. I think he's going to work with Kamala. Well, I like, think they, they didn't I mean, tell him yeah. he needed to go back to prison. They just said yeah, that they, you go that back he couldn't go with them. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I think you know they went right. But you know he's he's yeah. also he's also semi like injured when they left them. I mean the dude was carrying him. So who who can tell how long it's going to take him to be fully able to get out of there? I mean that that security prison was pretty big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they got out pretty easily. Pretty. <laughs> they did, but it, he was it, the only one that was uh who was hindered. Uh, during that, because he took a straight blast from that that gun. Yeah, and they got to where Kamala's at really quick too. They did. Like I felt like that was like what twenty four hours. Yeah, <laughs> less than like twenty four hours, and then all less of a sudden twenty four hours. Boom. Literally. Yeah, I was like, whoa, uh, you guys transport, and we don't know about it because you got there quick. Because yeah, we don't, they didn't really tell us where the prison was, but we imagine super max somewhere. Well. Maybe we'll learn about that later, just like how we, uh, you know, learned about how Thor uh, managed to get to the uh, battlefield at Wakanda in, in Infinity War years later. Uh, it's true. <laughs> we all we know now. Well, I don't know if you guys are aware, but we know now that it's uh, um, his uh, his axe. Uh, yes. Yeah. What's that called? It has the Bifrost in the Stormbreaker. Axe. Yeah, the Stormbreaker. Yeah, can Stormbreaker access, has the ability. Can, has to the ability to call the Bifrost. Yeah. Call the Bifrost. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. So know that at the that's time, why Heimdall's sword was no longer needed anymore. So it's just like, yeah, I can just go anywhere now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you so, see yeah, maybe it's something like that. Maybe they have some other power that they're gonna tell us about in the future. Which is <laughs> really see? which is really Probably interesting. Not. Like speaking on that point, like the fact that he can use the Bifrost to go anywhere. Yeah, like in Endgame, they still use like the Quinjet <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. They define Thanos as like, you know, you can just use the Bifrost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the trailer for Thor Love and Thunder, it looks like he has it, like he hooks it into like his ship, like his, I mean, like it looks more like a boat, honestly. It looks more like an old like Viking boat or something like that. Oh, but, um, yeah. but it looks like he like places it in the front of it and like uses that to, you know, go wherever he needs to go. Like he somehow, I'm sure they're going to go into it in Love and Thunder, oh, but yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like channeled the Bifrost to like use that vehicle to go through yeah. it. It's really cool. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked it. I don't, don't get me wrong. I like the episode. I just, um, there's just something not there that was there in the other ones. And again, I, I chalked it up to a change of scenery. Uh, we're not with the cast, the full cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree it did, it did, you know, do things for the story. Uh, but you know, they could have transported her to, back to the 40s when she was in Jersey. I just I just didn't really, I wanted more of like an impact of why she came here, why she was supposed to come here. Like, I don't, I feel like we didn't really like, I mean, they're waiting, right? Well, I mean, they're, yeah, they're I mean, waiting, she didn't yeah. know why. She just yeah. knew it had something to do with the train and she probably wouldn't have even, well, she might not have come as quickly if her uh, grandma hadn't called her. Yeah. So she knows it's related to the bangle, related to, you know, her origin, uh, you know, the universe that her, uh, ancestors come from and all that she didn't know exactly why no that's yeah. fair i think they did enough you know they they gave us enough to to chew on and you know sure. there's gonna be more revealed later yeah, yeah. Um, i mean i liked and uh, i liked the episode 
Uh, there's things that I didn't like about the episode, uh, like you guys had mentioned. I mean, I sem- semi enjoyed the chase scene because um, I don't know. I just find chase scenes to be somewhat a nice mix-up every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was relatively fast and just all over the place a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. But I there were things in this episode detail-wise that I really enjoyed um, that really made it like I know we're missing half the cast and everything, but all the little details and the cultural aspects of oh, where yeah. they're at, I thought were a great addition to to the storyline that is progressing here. Um, and music too, and the music yeah, music too, was amazing. Yeah. The funny. music was amazing. I love the little the little nuances in in the episode. You know, right off the bat, you know she's on the plane with her her flying sloth. Uh, the the trademark. Oh yeah, that's so off, good. You know? I don't know if so. I didn't. I didn't know. And that the guy's was in like, here with you. he's like, you're hugging your bear pretty <laughs> tightly. And she's like, it's a napping pillow. <laughs> yeah. And then the and, cousin, the cousin that came in, is like, oh, I didn't know you had company. You had yeah, but then room. like when they're like when they're walking out, and it's like her mom's like, the point of visiting mm-hmm. is to visit. And then you hear the cousin, and he's like, you could bring your flying bear too. <laughs> that was so good so it was it was really good but like when you get introduced to the red daggers and everything and you go and she's like learning things about the gin like i thought like and i really like when they explained their universe is parallel like right parallel to ours and i because i always thought uh and especially with uh dr strange multiverse of madness that the universes were like separated from our mm-hmm. universes, but their universe, like they touch base on the fact that there are so many different universes that surround our own. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that, like, it's only the wall of Nor that is keeping their home, uh, their universe, from invading ours, encroaching on ours. And I was just like, wow. So it's like, a mirror like a if the mirror breaks there's yeah. just gonna take over i'm glad yeah. you brought that up because that threw me off too i and colin brought it up earlier um where he can connect like with the incursion but i feel like the incursion is a little bit different than what's being played out in Ms. marvel because the incursion mm. for me the way at least i understood it from multiverse was like you said the separation like the separate universes the ones that aren't parallel to the same the separate ones collide together to create the incursion it almost looks like this one's going to completely just because both out. in the incursion both of them are gone right both that's my under, that i got that right the, my understanding is that when the incursion happens both universes are done both I, universes that get wasn't my wiped. understanding I, I honestly don't understand enough about the incursions to say for sure yeah i don't know way. i thought it could go either thing. way uh, I thought that like completely when an incursion happens, you lose both universes, everyone dies across the board. From Miss Marvel, it looked like that universe is gonna like consume the other universe. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. is which is like um which I thought was great because when he explained it like that, he was just like I was hoping that she would would have had a reaction to that a little bit better as to yeah. like Bruno was right because <laughs> mm-hmm. Bruno called it. And then this guy just verified exactly what Bruno said. He's like, if we help them go home, it's going to be very dangerous and things could potentially get destroyed. And this mm-hmm. guy just goes, they're going to destroy our entire universe. 
Yeah, Bruno, Bruno was right. You, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we he don't talk it. about Bruno, but he was right. Um, so yeah, and is there a single episode we haven't used that line yet? <laughs> I don't think so. It's got to go in. It's got to go in each episode. Even but, though Bruno but, wasn't even this episode. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> you still did him justice. Uh, but what I what I really liked about this episode was how it kind of played into my theory about the bangles. Um, especially when she shows the bangle to the Red Daggers and he's like, I've heard all about the bangles and Never were there mentions of an inscription on these bangles, or on the bangle. He just says the bangle. Right. So, I mean, maybe that's because the one that. he's familiar with is the other one. That's what I was thinking. It's just like, and that's why I was, my theory mm. was that her great-grandmother still has the other bangle that everybody knows about, and she probably found the other one and sent it to her daughter or did something to separate the two because if the other uh, Jin found out that she had both of them and was able to, it's kind of like that That theory. It's just like you have to separate the things to keep them out of the hands of evil, you know? So, yeah, but they only know, need one, so yeah. well, <laughs> they don't really yeah. do anything. Well, so they think they only need one. I mean, as far as they know, they only need one, but they might yeah. need both. Um, one might have instructions on it while the other one just has the, <laughs> you know, maybe that's what the inscription is, is how to get back, you know, yeah, uh, you don't, you don't really know. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was really surprising to me because I was just like, oh, wait, he's like, that doesn't sound like the bangle that your great grandmother had, but it's the bangle. So it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I. I really liked it, you know, all these little yeah, different things about stuff. it. I, um, I also love the fact that uh, Kamala, so, they, they paid a homage to Kamala's poor driving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> episode two, and she hits a dude with the truck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Puts it in reverse and just floors it. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Every time. That's a terrible driver. <laughs> so funny. Uh, I mean, she did it fine with Conrad's car. He, I don't know, it seemed like his car never got a scratch on it. I guess she was a little more focused than yeah, really uh, trying hard not to mess up. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Really trying hard not to, to break his car because she likes him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So uh, before we get too far off the topic of the bangle, um, the inscription was, what you seek is seeking you. Right. I, I don't know what that means. So is that I mean, like... To me, I thought it was more along the line of she's seeking some way to communicate with a great-grandmother and i think her great-grandmother's seeking her as well yeah i mean that's kind of what i was thinking too but um you all know how i take it it's like i i don't think she put the inscription on her uh, on there on the bangle um like her great-grandmother because i mean that would kind of make sense that interpretation would make sense if the great-grandmother was the one that put it on there maybe it's more like uh what happens in hancock you guys remember that uh, gem of a Will Smith movie? Um, I remember the movie. Yeah, where um, where the like super powered people, like the the man and the woman, are drawn to each other. So maybe that's what it means. Like the the bangles, oh. like are connected. And they're like trying to get together. Wow. Yeah, maybe that's what that means. Yeah, kind of like Lord of the Rings, where they're they're like saying the ring wants to get back to its master. So the so bangles what, want to get back to 
each other. Right. What was your thought on that, Mike? I mean, it's not like intense. It's just really simple. It's like I just took it, and you, you, you. I'm not saying I'm right. It's, it's probably definitely more specific than this, but I just take it as whatever you're seeking, like your destiny. It's going to find you. Like you are going to become the superhero. Like you're going to be the person you're meant to be. So you think um, it's like a fortune cookie. Kind of like, <laughs> in, in a way, yeah. Like it's kind of like you know setting up, you know, the next you know, generation for success being like, you know, whoever you're going to be, it's going to come, you know, with the assistance of this bangle. Um, so I, don't I know that's, that's just cause some simple. The way I, I was I think about it. it. Yeah. Cause the way I was thinking about it, like I'm trying to think like how that inscription got on there. It looks like it was part of it, like from the beginning, like whoever made this sure. um, bangle yeah. from the very beginning. Um, put that on there so so I was thinking it has to do with like the general like capabilities and like powers yeah. of these bangles yeah maybe it's about unlocking power which could kind of make sense but because hmm. I mean they were saying that the 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 gin came over like a hundred years ago and uh, I don't remember if they actually said it in the show but I was reading like based on the comics or there might have been a hint at it somewhere um, that this isn't the first time Jin had been sent over from the other dimension. It ha it's happened mm -hmm. a lot over time. So the bangle might have come from that other universe. So, Well, sure. yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of read the same thing where like Jin have crossed over into our universe uh, different times, but the, these specific ones have been banished to our world. Um, I'm, and I'm pretty sure like, uh, like the, the bangles are probably like uh, keys to travel like kind of like the the wristbands that Stark invented in Endgame to travel the the time stream mm -hmm. you know to get go to the past and find their way back to the present you know I think the bangles kind of act as the same way for like the gin you know you wear a bangle or both bangles you know you can go between universes and not have to worry about not getting back mm -hmm. um, because these gins they can't get back they don't have the bangles, so they can't get back. So I guess the bangles act as like a little, like like a passport in some essence, you know. And now it has the ability to transport her, transport her back in time. <laughs> I don't see so when that happened. Like, I, I thought I, like right away this is a vision, but then the, the longer it went on, it was like well, real. Yeah, she actually like transported. Right. So like the th the way that they've been playing it off mostly throughout the entire series is like when she has those visions it gets purple all around her and she just sees fragments but now she's actually there i'm not sure if she's physically there i think it's like she climbed on top of mentally that okay i can well, see that too because it didn't seem like people were really interacting with like her while she was walking projecting. along it's yeah. kind of like she's almost invisible there because like nobody yeah. like she's in well, I mean, she's kind of in modern day clothes, but like also she's got the, like the traditional wear on as well. So, I mean, she does have jeans, I think, on. So, I mean, but no one was interacting with she, her. She like, would, no one was right. looking she at would her. Point out very. I mean, to be fair, it was kind of chaotic, and everybody was just trying. I mean, to everyone's trying train. to flee. It That's is. True. It's That's in the true. middle of partition, so everyone's just true. trying to flee. And I, and then you find out that there's like multiple trains there, so she's got to figure out which one it, is it the one that she needs to be on. But yeah, I mean, people are so frantic and everything. I mean, 
during anything, um, you have a hectic scene going on. Somebody who's not supposed to be there gets walks right through without being noticed because yeah. there's so much chaos, and, chaos. Um, and stuff going on. It's just like, it's like, how'd you miss her? It, uh, there was a lot going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm yeah, just, I mean, I think I mean it can. I think it the way they played it and the way that they they did it all. I think she's there, but also not there. You know, like she's there, but people can't see her or something like that. Uh, or again, they can just be ignoring her because they're just trying to flee her and everything. But it'd be really interesting to see how it progresses. That's what I'm interested in, how yeah. it progresses from there. Yeah. Um, I also liked in this well, episode... Before we move on from that, um, maybe it could be... <laughs> Throwing another movie reference in here, maybe it could be like Tomorrowland. Have you guys seen that one with George Clooney? Ah, uh, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome movie, I love it. Um, so in that one, they have these uh coins, and you touch the coin, and then you basically get like um, it's almost like a trailer, kind of like it, like an advertisement for Tomorrowland, like this futuristic place that they go to, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, they hold on to the coin and they're able to like move around and uh, just like see everything that's going on and, you know, see all this futuristic technology and stuff. And then at some point the advertisement ends and then you can't interact with it anymore. And mm-hmm. you find out that like, as that's been going or going on, she's actually been walking around in the real world. And then she's like in the middle of a swamp before she realized <laughs> what was going on. That's funny. Um, so that'd be pretty funny if uh, <laughs> it was something like that. Yeah, I just I don't know. But um, I don't think that's actually it because if she was like trying to move around like that um, during that like vision or whatever, uh, I don't think the gin would you know let her just walk around freely. Well, that's the thing. I think mm-hmm. like when when the the bangle got struck and that reaction happened, like. There was a little bit of an explosion there. She looks like she's transported back in time. However, I think that explosion probably knocked her out as well as other people too. And they were, uh, Kareem, I think, the Red Dagger, was able to get her out, but she's like unconscious and this is her subconscious back in time going through it. Like a dream. Kind of like that an astral sense. projection type of thing. But she doesn't have like the Doctor Strange version of astral projection, you know. Which is why why people can't see her or interact with her because you know that would actually spirit version. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's even her spirit version. I think it's just like a dream. Like she's not even there. Right. The more I think about it, and it actually kind of makes sense on another level because they had some like hints about this uh, Mm -hmm. in the episode, Um, in the uh, the logo, and I. I looked at the logo again, the series, like where they have the Miss Marvel logo, like 10 different versions oh, it is, of it. Yeah, different it's 10 different stuff. versions. And... You know, they've definitely been changing that every episode. Yep. Um, I've noticed. So this time they had uh, one of the one of the images was a dream catcher. And then there was another dream catcher later on when she was at her grandma's house in her bedroom right above her bed. So mm-hmm. I think that's their way of hinting that there's like, you know, a dream sequence coming. So I think that's what that's what it is it's a dream sequence. i think you're right that she's knocked out and that she's having a vision but it's so she's not actually there it's just a vision of what's going on but you know it's a dream so she's able to move around freely and right. um she's actually able to accurately like 
figure out what's going on at that time because the energy of the bangle like kind of like merged <laughs> with her consciousness mm-hmm. right so she's able it's to almost as if like the yeah. bangle is showing her like it's like the bangle is like has like its own memories almost like mm-hmm. and it's sharing uh-huh. its memory with her right yeah you know that makes sense. um in that case, yeah. I mean, if that is the case, then maybe it actually is her great grandmother's bangle, mm-hmm. um, because actually, no, that was her grandmother. Well, I guess they were both there. Were they, they were both. They were both there. Yeah. yeah, she lost her mother that night. She said she lost her father. Was no, her no, mother there too. No, her father. She she got separated from her father, yeah. but her mother disappeared. That oh right right right, and um, she followed the stars to get back to her father. Yeah, uh, yeah. on the train uh so her great-grandmother disappeared that night so i think this will probably actually like i said this could be it could be that her great-grandmother had both and maybe um i'm confused i thought the great-grandmother was the one that got separated from her dad and she no no it, it was her it grandmother was, it, it was her grandmother but that doesn't make sense she would she wouldn't be that young this was 1942 she would have been in like a little 47. girl or 47 i mean yeah. she looked like she was in her early 60s in the show and this is supposed to take place in 2025 if we even know i well, thought that no, no, she's she, the grandma she was, and she, she was i mean great grandmother's the one that was in the partition they were both in the partition the great grandmother and the grandmother they were both there the mother and the daughter during the partition mm-hmm. So the, the the daughter or the grandma um, got separated from her father and then found her way back to her father um, that night. I don't know which night. I'm confused. I thought it was the great grandmother. They were both there. They just had different stories, different things oh. going on. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Because the great grandmother was the young one that we saw in the who flashback found, scene. The yeah, flash who end, found, right? the, yeah. found the and She was like in her... Like, 30s right so she was she was the, the the mom at the time and then her daughter is kamala's grandma yeah Nani. okay yeah yeah because <laughs> even when like she's going through that room with the paintings and drawings and everything she was telling kamala about the story where she got separated from her father and she found her way back using the stars. okay yeah 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 yeah. okay okay maybe i just got thrown off from the conversation okay yeah yeah yeah. Okay, I'm up to speed now. I'm good. I'm good. So, yeah, so it's, I was it's saying it's probably a dream. Um, but I think on the other hand, based on the way that interdimensional travel works in the MCU, mm-hmm. um, she could have legitimately traveled back in time. Um, she because could have. yeah, like when she's opening, when those bangles have shown her those visions, like it looks like um, you know, a, a, a doorway to another dimension opening up. Like it's similar mm-hmm. to the way that. Uh, that it looks when uh, America Chavez was doing it in Multiverse of Madness. Obviously no, that's star, true. But, so, you know, makes it seem like those bangles are capable of doing that, like opening doorways to other dimensions. Um, but, um, and that, that's essentially the same thing that they did in Endgame when they were time traveling mm-hmm. and, you know, further explained by Loki and what if, like, it's, it's all the same. Like opening a doorway to another dimension lets you move to different dimensions and also different times which are also which are also different dimensions like mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's all the same and it's all you know super confusing <laughs> but, um so yeah 
point being she could have traveled back in time it seems like the bangle is capable of doing that um, oh yeah so we'll have to see yeah we'll just have to see what happens the next okay. um great connections though guys you really that, that's a really great theory that makes a lot more sense when you put it that way too for sure because I, I that's to me that's like the big mystery right now i mean i guess that's mm. the there's a reason why they're doing it that way but yeah um yeah i mean that you might have you might have called it because that just that makes a lot of sense that um you know it, the bangle is holding memories from what it experienced and it's almost mm. like presenting it to her to like almost bring her up to speed or something like make her feel what it well, felt at the time almost also, kind of it also helps with the inscription i think it plays on the inscription as well well it where it can't, it might not be her great-grandmother um, searching her, but the answers she seeks are seeking her. Mm-hmm. Right. So she's always seeking answers about everything that's going on. And when she says, when they say, it says what you seek is seeking you, basically the answers. And then eventually she gets trans, she's like, what happened during that night uh, uh, during partition? Now she's getting the answer. She's now back in 1946 or 1947 when it happened. So I think slowly it's going through all the answers she's looking for, she's going to get. Mm-hmm. Like who she is, where they, like, why, why was she selected for, to have this bangle? Like all her answers are going to be, be given to her. I think that's kind of what it is because, um, because yeah, now she's back in 1946 or 1947. I can't remember which one year it is. Um, there. You're, you're closer than I was. I was way off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's later in the 40s. Yeah. Yeah. It's 1947. Yeah. I looked it up. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. So now she's there. She's going to get her answer on what happened that night. Maybe. Um, or because when she was talking to her, and we'll get an answer yeah, in season two. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because when she was talking to her grandmother in that room again, she was like, um, her grandmother was like, you have to figure it out. She's like, but I don't know how. And now it's kind of like the Bengals helping her figure it out. I love what she uh, first approached her grandma. Um, oh, and how? <laughs> so yeah, I know like, what you're talking about. Am I? And then her grandma interrupted her. A gin? Of course. How, <laughs> can you be like, so how are you so casual about, the... about this? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. oh, so good. Which, it, which is which is also what I liked about how how her mom has been acting this whole series. Why she's so, why she was hiding, like she, why she told her son to hide the bangle in the attic and everything. She already knew. She knew, you know, I, she, I'm sure she doesn't believe or some, somewhere deep inside her, she believes what her mother was telling her all those years where she's just like, She's like, I had to hide from all the neighborhood uh, people because my crazy gra- my crazy mother told all these stories and she's basically telling her all the stories about being a djinn and, you know, this and that, and, you know, how her mother probably had these abilities and everything like that. And she's like, you know, so her mother's trying trying to prevent it from happening to her daughter, you know. And But it's, it is good to see the relationship kind of develop between her, her mother and her grandmother. I thought that yeah. was really interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of and, character development. In this yeah, episode, a lot of too. character development. And I, I like how her mother kind of came to terms with it a little bit. 
um, because when Kamala came back from being out with her friends and she's like sitting there eating the toffee that her mother has had over the past over the years she's like why is there so much toffee around here it's just like I assumed you would come back one day so it's all for you and then she's sitting at the kitchen table eating toffee and it's like 20 year old toffee and they're like how can mm-hmm. you eat this it's like, you gotta have hard teeth Oof. yeah the real but trick like, though is just let it sit in your mouth and let the saliva soften it <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah Speaking it was really experience. great i i really enjoyed the the what they did with like the graphics and the and the cgi again like with the whole texting you know when she's on the roof and all of a sudden um she gets the text and it, the kites form the text in the sky i thought uh-huh. that was great i really enjoyed how they touched base about the how the jinns are not immortal Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know two of them died oh, yeah, two of them are dead that's, that's something i wanted dead. to touch on like the the tone of these episodes has changed so much like the first yeah. one was mm-hmm. just like so kid-friendly yeah <laughs> i was like, I, I didn't know if anybody was gonna bring it up and, this one i was just like mm-hmm. this has gone a little dark and uh more yeah. towards the adult <laughs> version and three people uh, just straight up died murder, murdered mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like when the when the knives when um Red Dagger shows up and starts throwing <laughs> knives at her. I'm just like, this uh, this took a turn real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we're going in lethal mode. Okay. Um, but, yeah. All right. So I got a few more things. Sure. So I love that they had a uh, Terminator 2 reference. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was Come with me if you want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just always wanted to say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Um, See, so there was a uh, found a little Easter egg. I don't know if you guys noticed there was a QR code. Uh, so for our listeners, anybody that wants it, it's at fourteen thirty three. But uh, good luck getting it to work. I tried, I couldn't. Um, but I was I able to find a link. I only got the first one I found to work. Okay, I was able to find a link to where it is, so I'll include that in the uh, video description uh, and the audio description for anybody that wants to check it out. It's uh, another link to a free comic. This is issue number twelve of Miss Marvel. Nice. Um, so as this episode was going on, you know, I, I don't like to be ignorant about these things. I wanted to know what this partition was all about. So I did a little bit of research. So I just wanted to kind of summarize for anybody who's not really familiar and definitely take a look at the wiki and, you know, do your own research. Um, this is straight from the wiki, um, just paraphrasing a little bit here. So partition, partition of India in 1947 divided British India into two independent dominions, India and Pakistan. The partition involved the division of two provinces, Bengal and Punjab, based on district-wide non-Muslim or Muslim majorities. So there's a lot of fighting over religious beliefs. Um, Partition displaced between 10 and 20 million people along religious lines, creating overwhelming calamity in the newly constituted dominions. It's often described as one of the largest refugee crises in history. So I found another wiki where they actually break down the largest refugee crises in history. Um, this was number two, second only to World War II. Um, and if you look at how the numbers work out, so in World War II, there were between 40 and 60 million people um, displaced from their homes, um, which is crazy. But partition of India, between 10 and 20 million. So yes, it's less, but that was also over the course of just one year whereas World War II was over the course of six years. So if you think about mm-hmm. the number of people over a period of time, the partition was definitely higher mm. in that case, which is just, you know, 
it's just crazy to believe like try if you can imagine being there i mean they give us like a small taste of that at the end of the episode here but oh yeah imagine that many people just being displaced from their homes um all the rioting you know there i'm sure there were lots of people killed during that time like it's been absolute madness so i mean like the grandma's reaction um whenever they talk about the partition her memories of everything going back on um of everything that happened back then like it's it makes a lot of sense like it was i mean obviously i, was, I can't speak to it but it sounds like it was you know it's crazy there's just right yeah because like she did touch base where she's like telling kamala as well that even at her age she's still trying to figure out who she is because she was saying like her passport says she's pakistani um but her but her story begins in india so you know um it's really interesting it is very interesting so did you guys notice there's another uh ant-man reference oh yeah yeah i I was gonna I was gonna bring it up. Um, I loved it where she goes past the the forbidden zone, uh, mm-hmm. so to speak, and there he is, right on the wall, graffitied. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it just leads me to believe that he's just gonna make make a cameo at some point. He's the most like he's put in a lot more than anybody else has mm-hmm. ever been put in this series. Oh, like yeah. it all started. It's this series started off with Captain Marvel. Like everywhere, it's just Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. But now it's just Ant Man, Ant Man <laughs> everywhere. And I'm just like, this is yeah. great. I love Paul Rudd. I would love to see Paul Rudd show up. It's it's I mean, interesting. It, they're really playing on it. Yeah, and if well, they're opening uh, if they're opening doorways to other dimensions, you know, with the the bangle and uh, possibly time traveling and all that, that you know has a an easy link to Ant Man. So maybe yeah, because he he's, just, like, he's worked on it. He, he he's mm-hmm. done it before. Uh, it'd be really interesting to see, you know, her, like, the final, the fifth season finale, like, is her, like, maybe overwhelmed and everything, and Ant-Man just, like, shows up, but his small size, and then all of a sudden, he grows into his normal size, and he just pops up out of nowhere, and just, like, it's like, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. That'd be really funny, and, and then they talk about their podcast and, and everything, yeah. you know? Yeah. He's like, I listen to your podcast. She's like, Oh my god, I listen to yours too. Very good. <laughs> you know, so you're like one that. of my three followers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> be really funny, you know, just to see and just the way he plays off of people too, just as mm-hmm. an actor, Paul Rudd is just amazing at what he does. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, I don't know if you saw if you saw any of the memes where it's, uh, I think it was like for Endgame or something like that. There was like, it was like the cast was like taking a full cast photo and they were like on bleachers or something like that. And they were all like staggered out mm-hmm. and it's like photographer. All right, guys, I need you to make a serious face. And then it's, it's like everyone except for Tom Holland and Paul Rudd, they're both smiling with big grins <laughs> on their face. <laughs> and they're just like, they're like, yep, yep. That, that, that makes sense. That's my serious face. Yep, that's my serious <laughs> face. You don't want to see me when I'm angry. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but yeah, I, I love all the Ant-Man references. Um, all right, so I mentioned this briefly before. Kamala gets a new outfit in this one. Still not her final outfits, but, uh, you know, they're just creeping closer and closer to the final product, so. It has the colors, though. Yeah, the blue and red. Yeah, it's the blue and red colors, yep. and she's got the mask now, so. Yep. Mm-hmm getting closer getting closer um, 
So I was checking the end credits. Uh, they 100% have been changing it. I wasn't sure a couple episodes ago, but yeah, they've definitely been making changes. There was one subtle little change where um, the traffic light, when it changes to red from red to green, uh, they had like Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel's symbol in there before, mm -hmm. but now it's yep. the uh, Karachi flag. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's kind of crazy to me, like how much effort they've been putting into the intro and the um, end credits of every mm -hmm. single episode. Like, it's just. I was hoping that they were going to have like a Karachi version of uh, Hawkeye's <laughs> <laughs> moving company. Like, <laughs> Just be like, oh, it, it, he even is, he's, he's international. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. It would have been. All right. So one more thing I want to mention. Um, as far as I know, nobody is talking about this. I'm the, probably the only person with this theory. Um, I mentioned this a while ago. I think it was our very first episode of this podcast, actually, uh, when we were talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. And there was uh, some daggers on the wall in uh, Ned's house. Um, and you know, I've been looking it up and trying to figure out what it was a reference to. And I think we finally have our answer. I think it was a reference to the Red Daggers. Mm. So connection to Spider I'd have to go back and take a look at that. Yeah. Because um, I didn't pick that up the first time. Yeah. They actually like pause and like zoom in on it um, during that scene. So it's it's impossible to miss. <laughs> mm. No, um, yeah, I just I just can't. I gotta watch it again because it's not clear in my head. But yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I do know it was what you're like talking about. Twelve daggers just arranged in like a, a piece of art. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember what you're talking about now. And there was a floral pattern behind it. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but there were a lot of flowers like front and center in this episode. There was a lot of artwork with flowers. Like uh, the grandma had a lot of paintings of flowers that she made. There were paintings of flowers above Kamala's bed. And they were no, just like true. <laughs> a lot of scenes with flowers in it. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's a connection or maybe I'm just reaching here. But I think that might have been a reference to the Red Daggers all the way back in Spider-Man The Way Home. I mean, nice. all the way back, it was, what, seven months ago? Six mm -hmm. months ago. So. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. So to, to your, I, I don't remember who said it. I think, Mike, you were thinking that Spider-Man might make an appearance. I mean, obviously, he and uh, Kamala would uh, work really well together and mm -hmm. very similar personalities. So mm. I think, uh, you know, that's possible uh, hint that that might be coming. So, but last time we predicted Spider-Man was going to show up, he doesn't so yeah <laughs> do you think um just my last thing to mention is like uh for miss marvel's costume do you think the scarf that she wears around her neck is the one that she gets from red dagger yeah do you think red dagger gives her his, the scarf the red scarf yes yeah, the one he has around his face yeah that would make yeah. a lot of sense 100 because uh because it's really long and it's like mm -hmm. and it like so i was like looking at it i was like That'd be really cool if, if it was given to her, like, cause she, cause she also makes like the reference in the in the episode. She's like, "Am I a red dagger now?" Uh, after she receives the vest from, from what's his name? I forget the guy's name, uh, who's who was leading the red daggers at the time. Uh, second, that was Walid. Yeah, so like he's like uh, this. Uh, this fabric has threads of history um, that you'll make your own. And everything she's like oh cool am i a red dagger now and i think uh she becomes one when she receives actually the the scarf oh yeah 
and they're like, oh, I'm sure there's going to be a moment where he's like, now you're an honorary or a full-fledged red dagger. And, you know. Or he's going to straight up sacrifice himself to save her and then it's going to make an emotional impact. So then he's, she's going to keep it as like a memorandum. Yeah, you that's know. kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah, there's that too. I thought about that as well, but I didn't want to go there. <laughs> I mean, the show is getting I wanted darker. to keep it happy. It was so playful and innocent in the beginning. It's getting dark. People are getting stabbed but people are back. dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yep. So. Gotta raise right. the bar. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Uh, well, any other uh, final thoughts, guys? No. I just can't wait to see what the next one brings. Yeah. Two more episodes. I will mm-hmm. be uh, right back for our outro. Thank you all so much for joining us. We love Miss Marvel, so we can do this all day. But for now, we're going to call it a wrap. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to drop us a like, rate us, follow us, share this with a friend, all that good stuff. You can find us all over the web. Links for everything are in the channel description. And make sure to check out the polls on Spotify. We'd love to hear from you. And join us next time. We're going to be talking about Thor. That's right, the first Thor movie in anticipation of the (laughs) Thor Love and Thunder movie coming out next week. And we are really excited for that. I think this was uh, the most anticipated movie of the year for me and Mike. I don't know about you, Tim. No, Madness you is... don't act like yours wasn't Mar. No, yours is Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> I don't changed switch it up. Multiverse of no, Madness. No, no, no. I've been hyped <laughs> about more Love and Thunder. Yeah, I, I, since I, admit, I, back I admit it was Multiverse when we first talked about it, but I did circle back and correct it before Multiverse came out. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I can be, I can be remembering uh, wrong. I'm rewatching the tapes. Go ahead, rewatch it. Anyway, thank I you guys so much. Up for last in. minute. <laughs> I swear, I would have said it off camera, but I did say it. Mm. <laughs> Mine was definitely Thor, for sure. Okay. Thor for me. Okay. Always yeah. been Thor. All right, fine. Whatever, I lose. <laughs> it's all right, Colin. It's all right. It's all right. Yes. <laughs> but hey, Thor hasn't come out. We don't know if it's any good yet. It's true. It's true. It's why Tiki. Multiverse was supposed to be a slam dunk. You never know till you know. <laughs> you never know till you know. All right. So anyway. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We love you all 3,000. Hope you're all staying safe out there. Catch you next time, Marvel fans. Thank you. Bye.